Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Com, our band site. I'm here with Matthew. You with me, Matthew? <clears throat> yeah, I'm here. Well, you're the last true Christian of my life, and um, Danny, Chris, Danny, my co-host of many years, has turned against me to decide with his family that's wrong, a wrong family member, and they uh, they made a false police charge against me that I attempted murder, terroristic threats, whatever. So I would say within the next hour, hour and a half, this house where I'm living will be surrounded by an army of police. What do you think of that? It's really sad and it's it's really on on false terms. Yes, it is. And they could do anything they really want, can't they? they? In fact, I got a restraining order out on a neighbor. We'll get into that later on in the show. Why? And the police never even served them the temporary restraining order. That's what a setup this is. Down here in Bible Belt Hell. You know, they believe in the Trinity here. They believe in Santa. They believe in once saved, always saved. Everything we preach against. And here's where I ended up thinking Chris Danny was my loyal friend. And he turned out to be Judas Iscariot. Judas Denny. Chris Denny. Yep, Judas Iscariot. 
So here we are. Last show I'll probably do, and this is probably the last the world will ever hear my voice. But there is a silver lining in all this nightmare. Because one, I don't have to live in this cold, cruel, sick, twisted world of eviction anymore. And I was already threatened an hour and a half ago by his mother with another eviction. So if you're listening in Misty Smith, it's just the pattern of a devil. Landlords, lawyers, lawsuits, whatever he can bring. And last but not least, the devil's favorite, police. Men with guns and badges. Did All I see is there. There's, they say there's good police. There's really bad police and worse police. The bad ones do brutality and the worst ones lie about it. And there's some good cops. I mean, they'll, they'll save people from burning fires and things. But when, when it comes down to it, if they don't like you or they get the orders, they're going to mess you up. So anyway, so here we are. And um, last night, from their lies, the Denny family, Chris Denny, Nancy Denny, Alan Denny, Caleb, Alan, um, his insane father, B.B., well, he's not insane. He has an explosive rage disorder of some kind. B.B., Alan, his sister, Sarah Allen, they all lied. So you're being, let me ask you a question, Matthew, okay? <clears throat> okay. Some guy comes across the street where you live, how, in a rage, threatening you. Did you want to marry his daughter? And a, a girl that just turned 18, did is either schizophrenic or schizoaffective, did his it abuses alcohol. Anytime she can get a hold of alcohol, she'll drink it till she's staggering drunk. And, and he got in his mind, did I want to marry his daughter? Now, legally, she's 18. You could get married, but <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous, it's pathetic. And so the guy comes over to, my, to the house, right? Yeah. This is last a week from Sunday, right? And um, yeah, there was last Sunday, right? So, that, that Chris Danny, who I was staying with, comes over to my house. I mean, uh, his son Logan comes over to my house and says, uh, uh, "Ginger has her birthday party. It's almost over. Why don't you come over and say hi to everybody?" I said, oh, "I don't know." He said, "Come on, just come over and say hi." I said, "Okay, I'll come over. The last five minutes." So I came, said hi to everybody, said happy birthday, Ginger, how's it feel to be 18? She said, no different than 17. It's just another number, you know, anyway. So that was that. Uh, I had no contact with Ginger. I never gave her my phone number, never gave her my Facebook page, never talked to her privately, never bought her gifts, nothing. I could care less. I tried. was spent the whole summer trying to get back with my wife, Misty Smith, who now claims she never was my wife. I see I see that's lover funny little game. But anyway, so here we are, and within an hour, a SWAT team, everything's going to pull up, and they're going to sail the board, come out with your hands up, and I ain't going nowhere. And I have a lot of valid reasons why to go nowhere. Now, yesterday, so this guy comes over to my house, right? Last week. Let's yeah. go back to this a second, right? The guy's about six one or six two and he weighs about two hundred fifty, two hundred and sixty pounds. It's a big dude. 
I'm five foot ten. I weigh one hundred sixty pounds. Hold on, Steve. We may got a caller here. No, he's a listener. Okay, we got a listener. So, um, so he comes over. He's uh, Clogan says, uh, "Baby's outside. Wants to talk to you." I don't see any problem with baby, right? I go out there. Suddenly, he advances at me in a rage. And um, he advances at me in a rage, right? He's about two feet away from me. He, by his own words, carries a he has a concealed weapon permit and is armed every time he goes out of the house. Now, he he does that because he's a coward and he's afraid. He's afraid of a violent confrontation or something, right? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Why would you have a permit? To, why would you want a concealed weapons permit if you're not afraid of a violent confrontation or being robbed or shot? You wouldn't, right? Yeah. Right. But the law doesn't give him the right to go initiate a potentially violent confrontation. So that meaning he can come and start a fight with me. And if he doesn't like what I say back or I say something that gets him madder, I don't really know him. Or um, he grabs me, tries to hurt me, and I hit him and break his nose. Well, then he'll pull out his gun and shoot me just like a ridden house. Remember that clown did walk, waltzed around, what was it, um, in, in, in Wisconsin? He, he goes to a riot between Black Lives Matter people and Antifa and, the, and right-wing Trump followers, and, and he's walking around with an assault rifle on a sling in a riot. Doesn't he know? He had to know they're going to try to take his gun. And he legally shot and killed three people and wounded one. And he got off. And then what happened when he got off? Donald Trump invites him down to his Mar-a-Lago estate to make him a hero, a national hero for killing four people. That, that's sick. Stayed. It is sick. He should have stayed home. And he was told to stay on the, par- the parking lot property, guarding the parking lot like some Boy Scout on steroids. It's, but he has to go trancing down into a riot zone. And sure enough, first guy tried to grab his rifle, Rittenhouse blows him away. Someone else knocked him down, blows him away, him away, just shooting away. And of course, it becomes out in the trial. What does Rittenhouse do? He's an active player of Call of Duty video games. That's when you play a video game with a toy rifle and you're blowing them all away. Pretty sick. But anyhow, back to me. What's left of me. So, um, I'm not used to being up this early. And, uh, I got four hours sleep. So, I'm not the, the best. I've ever been, but it's still a show. And at least I'm not doing it with that serpent, Chris Denny, this Judas Iscariot. He went yep. right along with his yep. family, everything they wanted. He screamed at me in a rage. Well, we'll get into Chris Denny later. You're getting a whole segment, Denny. I wish I had a thing on the front door, live on the air, come back at 11, so the police would leave me alone to do the show, you know? <laughs> yeah. At least, at least they could do. But, um, so comes over and he says 
What's this about you're messing with my daughter? I said, I don't know your daughter. What, what's this about a, a birthday party? What's this about a car? I said, what do you mean? What car? Shut the, shut the F up. He screams in my face. Chris Danny's standing out there. What do you think he does? It's radio. You can't be dead. Never been on the radio before. We can't have dead time. No. You have a dead host, but you can't have dead time. So come on, no silence. Say something. Yeah, he he didn't do nothing. Well, he did one thing. He told his son Logan to run in the house because he knew there was going to be violence, so he didn't want Logan caught up in it. Because Logan, yeah. Logan's Logan's about twenty and a half year, twenty years old and a half, and but emotionally he's like a ten year old. And if he saw this this guy attacking me, he would come try to help me, and he'd get hurt. See, because I had on December thirty first, twenty twenty one into January, you could say first twenty twenty two, I had major reconstructive hernia surgery. So if I get punched in the stomach really hard or twisted around, I'm going to tear my stomach apart. And I will be on the ground bleeding internally in severe pain while this guy can kick me, hit me, shoot you, do whatever he wants. It's very clear. So what happened was when B.B. Allen, his name is, his real last name is Orland, but he don't like to be called Orland, so he goes by B.B. Everyone knows in a little tiny town of 9,000 people. Some people are known to be drunks. Some people are known to be crack addicts. Some people are known to be kind. Others are known to have an explosive temper. He fits into that category, right? Remember, come on, first time, no silence. Just stay right, anything. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so... Like I said, I have one cup of coffee, four hours sleep. I'm doing the best I can. So uh, I'm just waiting for the bullhorn. You have this is the uh, uh, Lewisburg County State Police. You were completely surrounded, but really they're completely surrounded by angels. So it's kind of a, a mix. But anyway, you believe in that kind of thing. So here we are, and uh, the guy's screaming to me. He asked me questions, right? In a rage, like, what is this? What is that? I said, well, let me try to explain. And then he'll scream, shut the F up, in a rage. So he won't let me talk. And then he goes, now you talk, I'm going to talk, and you're going to shut the F up and listen. And then suddenly, when it came in my mind, Matthew, ready for this? Yeah. Good. That was good. See, we, the cardinal rule of doing radio is you can't have silence. You got to say something. Okay. Even if you're thinking of an answer, say, let me think about that. So practice. Say, let okay. me think about that. Not that we're ever going to do a show again. I don't expect to live past today. But in maybe. Well, I, I hope you do. I hope something happens that nothing will happen like that. Well, we're going to get into that later. Something very big may happen. Something global may happen today. But anyhow, right now, we're, we're not at that point, okay? So, so the guy's getting very threatening. And I remember, I just watched the police show. It's a great documentary. Everyone in this country should watch it. It's called De-Escalation. It's how only 3% of police departments in the United States have de-escalation training. I'm not talking state police. They're very well trained. 
nine months of training. I'm talking about your average city cop, little town cop. They get about a month. No, 3% at de-escalation training, meaning when they come onto a scene from a call, instead of making the situation calmer, they escalated into a shooting. And one in four... What's that, Matthew? Yeah, it seems like a, a lot of cops like want to start problems like that. Yeah, they do, or they're so scared, and their adrenaline's pumping 200 miles an hour, you know. So they were they went into the six biggest cases. One was the ex public execution of George Floyd. One was this black kid, is 20 years old. His mother calls the police, right? Yeah. And she said that my son is schizophrenic and has autism. But he's breaking up the house. He's very upset. Can you help? Worst thing you could ever do. One in four police encounters with many ill people enters results in the police shooting a mentally ill person to death. So the kid has a screwdriver, little screwdriver in his hand. So the police freak out. Four guns put on him. Drop the gun. Drop the screwdriver. They're screaming. Drop the screwdriver. The kid goes, but it's for my Lego set or something. They shoot him 15 times. And that, that's really excessive, especially for a screwdriver. Yeah. Like yeah. A kid too. Here's another. Here's another one. Cops, bunch of white cops, maybe a black cop. Who knows, too? Somewhere, I forget where it was, Michigan or somewhere, um, approached a black kid and told him to halt. Teenager, gangbanger probably. So he turns and runs. While he's running, he's no direct threat to the police, is he? Running away. Is he a threat, Matthew? No. Talk. No. Okay. No. The no, police been open the police been open fire, shot him seven or eight or nine times in the back. And the kid fell down dead. And then he shot him on the ground. He dumped another seven shots into him. And then they showed a court trial. And at the trial, the white officer says, the suspect charged at me. I had no, I had a shoot in self-defense. He lied, and the other two cops lied for him, and he got off with nothing. See, that's, that's, that's evil. It is evil. There was another case with a white guy and his wife in a luxury hotel in Las Vegas. And for some reason, I don't know what happened. Maybe I was getting something to drink or something during the beginning of that. But the two, the wife and the husband are on the ground of a hotel room. Okay? And um, the the video is called de-escalation. I would like every person to see it. If I was president of the United States of America, I would federally fund every single police department in the country to take de-escalation courses and to put an armed guard with a canine dog in every school in this country. If we can put an armed policeman in a bank or guard to protect money, I think we can do a little bit better for our kids, don't you? Yep, exactly. But they don't, and they never did. So back to this BB. The de-escalation movement in my mind. So I said, okay, let him keep asking me questions. And when I try to talk, he screams in a rage, shut the F up. Now he wants to talk. And I know he's going to make some big 
big macho threat. Let him make this threat. So now I'm going to talk. You don't let me, and you're going to let me talk. I said, go ahead and talk. And I said, what do I got to lose? If he wants violence, then I'm fighting a guy that's initiating a violent confrontation with a permit to carry a gun. So he goes to grab me. I learned martial arts for 44 years. I'm going to do something. I, I can't do as much yeah. if I wasn't so injured. I'll do what I can. I'll probably break his nose. And then what's he going to do? He's going to pull out his gun and shoot me. So what happened was I let him make his threat. I said, you finished? He turned and walked home. But I did something else, Matthew. I remember a Bruce Lee movie. Remember you see Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee? Yeah. Well, remember he's training this young kid in the beginning of the movie how to fight, and he gives a little bow, and the kid bows. But he looks down. He took his eyes off Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee smacks him in the head and says, never take your eyes off your opponent. And he totally right. Yeah, I think you remember that. Yeah, now I was staring right into this guy's bright blue eyes. Never took my eyes off of his eyes. So if he went to throw a punch in my face, I'm going to block it. If he goes to grab me, I'm going to stop him. But I'm probably going to get hurt, so why not ride it out? So this happened, and then I got a restraining order on it, temporary restraining order. And the Denny family went crazy. Chris Denny went berserk, started yelling, screaming at me, and it's this weak possessed. He well, rolled out, presented itself. He, he accused me of dividing his family, of causing nothing but trouble. I'm going to ruin his relationship with his family. He's all stressed out. I said, what about my stress? He said, I can't take it. I said, how can I take it? And, and um, I did not have a firearm. I didn't have a gun. I'm the one that should have a gun, and he's the one that shouldn't, this baby at Orland. But not in this crazy world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really an innocent one here. Yeah. So I get in a fight with a guy that big and enraged. Unless I get really lucky, I'm going to get hurt. I could die because I'm all very injured. I got about seven inches of reconstructive mesh in my in my abdomen, my lower abdomen. But I've been working out little by little, taking walks, doing hand exercises, like nine months of rehab to try to build myself back the best I can. And he can destroy everything I did in five seconds. So now, I went up. I had to wait till Friday. When when Chris Denny's, and it's, his whole family's Baptist. They claim to be Christian, but they're not Christian. They're Baptist. Christians follow Jesus as the Christ, the Son of a living God. Baptists, Catholics, Pentecostals, they follow Trinity and other false doctrines, you see. Yeah, that's that's not what we follow. Yeah. Good. Get in the flow of this, Matthew. You're doing good. Just no member silence is the bad <laughs> thing. No silence. Unfortunately, I don't think we're ever gonna have a show again, but you're doing okay. But I wanted to Hopefully, do the show. I'm, I'm praying I am. Right. I'm still yeah. praying. So anyway, um <clears throat> to make a long story short, 
which I always seem to have trouble doing. Right, Don? <laughs> friend of mine out there. So um, I just wish I had a little more sleep and some coffee. So let's take a little radio break. I'm going to play a song, and I'm going to uh, – I'm going to uh, get some coffee. And for all those out there following Trump, The Rock, whoever, whoever out there following these fake Trinity churches, you may think you're on the path to heaven, but sadly, you're on the highway to hell. And we'll be right back. Rapture.com, rapture.org, our band site. With me, my new, brand new co-host, Matthew Ross Gray. Hey, Matthew. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> How you doing? I'm, I'm so- okay. 
Okay, I'm sorry your radio career is going to get kind of cut short very soon, but I think you would have been a good host, and you're a very good Christian <laughs> friend. Thank you, yeah. So anyway, so as long as this family believed and knew that I don't have a gun, they didn't care what would happen. They didn't care if this BB came over in a rage and busted me up, shot me, killed me. They don't really care. They just care about their family. And that's the sin of most Americans today and most people around the world. They put family first. Family comes first. Little Joe Bob, down, your, your 18-year-old Billy Joe, he molests a little 16-year-old girl. But everybody's got to band together and lie for Billy Joe. And God forbid if there's one true Christian in that family that believes Jesus is the Christ, the Son of a living God, not that pagan Hindu trinity, and he says, I'm sorry, I can't go along with the lie. Well, you can imagine the hell he'll face. And then, yeah. he was getting, then he was getting more and more stressed because his loyalty to his family was kicking in. You know, Jesus gave us two commandments, to love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Where did he say put family first above all things? He never said that. No, he never said that. You're doing very good. Keep keep the flow up. Maybe this will be okay. an extended standoff, and we'll have another show. And anyway, we got to move. Qu- uh, I mean, I'm usually pretty prepared when I do a show. I do talking points. I give a 30-minute briefing, look through prophecy in the news. Remember, I used to do shows at Misty. She had a lot of prophecy in the news. And, and um, yeah. yeah, so... Well, I'm not prepared today, so I'm, this is on the fly. And, you know, you got to ask yourself this question. If you knew in the next 30 minutes to an hour, they're sending a, an army out after you, you're probably going to get killed. How would you feel? How calm would you be in your hour of death? Well, we know what David <laughs> said. How would you be, Matthew, you think? I'd be kind of kind of nervous. Yeah, that normal reaction. I should be more nervous, but I don't. I'm not. And I'm thinking of David when he was ready to go out and face Goliath. The night before he faced Goliath, I believe that's when he wrote Psalm 23. Now, it's just my belief. But he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me by, he leadeth me by the still waters, by the green pastures. He restoreth my soul. And though I walk through the valley of a shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. And I really believe that God is with me now. And no matter what happens, God is with me now. So anyway, yeah, I, I believe call, that too. Thank you, Matthew. When I call my mother, I say goodbye to her. My mother's one of the toughest women women I have ever met in my life. I'm just doing a little promo here about my mother. She's 91 years old. Hi, Mom. Last year at 90, she was allowed to drive her car three-mile radius. And um, what happened was a giant two-ton oak tree crashed down right on the top roof of her car when she was driving. 90 well. years old. It pinned her in the car. took like six hours, the jaws of life, everything, to get her out. And they gave her a week to live. She crushed her right ankle. 
she broke her right leg in like three or four places, worse than what Tiger Wood had when he rolled and crashed his uh, Range Rover, whatever he had. She had 11 broken ribs. Her chest plate, her chest breast bone was broken in half, like when they break it in half to do open heart surgery, and she had a concussion. Now, a year and a half later, she's 91. She went through five surgeries on her leg. It took her four months to use a simple walker, but she's doing it. And she's making it. She's going yeah, blind she's, in one She's, she's really she's, strong. Yeah, she's going blind in one eye and she's cranking. And I wanted to call up and say goodbye to her. I didn't want her to get a phone call. Your son's been shot to death, death by police. And after I saw the George Floyd execution and how the police came out yesterday, a policeman came in my house, right? I let him in. He said, can I come in? I said, sure. I just got a puppy. After a year and a half, my dog was murdered by the Kalispell no-kill animal shelter for no valid reason except for his food costs, $55 a bag, and they gave them to a woman that didn't know how to control a 95-pound Argentine doggo. If you're afraid of my dog, he wouldn't listen to you. He'd laugh at you. So she brought him back, and they put him to sleep. They mur- executed him for no reason. He didn't yeah, play that, anyone. Yep, it is sad. And I, I had no dog. First time in my life. since I was a little kid. And I just went, somebody just sold me a dog a week ago. I had a little joy in my life, just a little happiness for five days. This beautiful little dog, he's called a nanny dog. The Germans bred these dogs after World War One to protect their children in case of another war. They're like a 60-pound dog. They're a mix between a German uh, short-haired pointer and some kind of pit bull bulldog, or maybe a boxer. So they're like, okay, yeah, they're, they're friendly dogs. He's black and white. He's amazing looking. Half of his face is black. With a white patch, the other half of his face is white with a black patch. Really cool looking. Very friendly, lovable dog. And I know uh, the cop came in, he saw the dog right away. Does that dog bite? All scared. I said, he's a puppy. Oh, okay. And then he comes in and we're talking and talking, telling him what happened. And I asked him. And then he goes, and then he, I, he, never, he had no knowledge whatsoever that I had a restraining order put on this baby. B.B. Orland, B.B. Allen, none. They're supposed to have served the guy. They never even served them because they don't care to set up. You see? So now. Set up by the devil. The devil and his men with badges, yeah. Hey, when the devil really wants something done, you get your cops and badges and guns. Yep. That's who killed Jesus, the Roman soldiers, right? They went yeah. berserk on him. They hated Jews, and here's the king of the Jews. Hammered a crown of thorns in his head. Tore his beard out of his face with the with his face with it. They they beat him with a whip forty times. A friend of mine said fifty six times. Well maybe the Romans couldn't count real good. Maybe they said was it twenty or thirty? Yeah, let's start from the beginning again. Yeah. And then they crucified him. Made him carry a cross in that state up a hill. And he collapsed. The guy out and said, here, you help him. Yeah. And they crucified him. Yeah. Tied his hands to the pole. Smashed the nails. 
nine-inch nails right through each hand, spikes, and then spiked his feet together. Died a torturous, horrible death for our sins. Yeah, that that was a lot. Yep. Well, anyway, I'm just trying to move along right here. So, so the police protect this BB Allen. They don't even serve him the uh, papers. And um, the policeman said to me, "Do you have a gun? Did you purchase a firearm today?" I said, "Hey, look, I brought a gun, a handgun case in the house. I have a right to buy a gun. Fed my life." The guy across the street owns between 25 and 40 guns, and he has a permit to carry a gun, and he's been said to carry a 44 Magnum around wherever he goes. Yeah. So, said, I have a right to bear arms. He goes, can I search your room for a gun? I said, no, why? Why do you want to search my room for a gun? He said, well, we, we were checking up on you, and we got a report in Pennsylvania that you're not supposed to have a gun. I said, well, that's not true. I said, you're either making this up or they made a mistake or they did something really evil. But nobody told me I can't own a gun. I bought a gun in 1997, a Glock 19 at a gun store. And then I said, you know what? They're going to disarm this country eventually. I don't want to be on the disarmament list. So I sold the gun back to the gun store. There's some states you can buy guns and you don't have to go to a gun store. So that's a better place to live to me, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, when the police are going door to door one day with the army disarming the public, they're not coming to my house because I don't got a gun. So, anyway, the policeman said, Do you have a gun? I said, Look, the gun is a deterrent. Denny and his family believed I could have one. That's a good deterrent because that guy would probably not bother me if he knew I could shoot back because he's a coward. He would then call the police if he should. He picks up over his house, looking in the windows, uh, call the police. You think I said hello to his daughter? Call the police. Think I waved to his daughter? Hi, Ginger, call the police. He's not going to do nothing, but that's what he should do, right? So anyway, so Danny and his family told, called the police and lied to him and said that I got a gun and I'm going to go over and kill baby. And neighbors told me, driving home, this, this, this girl's children were telling her the police were going door to door looking for me, a manhunt, like I'm a terrorist or a bank robber. Yeah, they, they probably lied, came up with a yes. bunch of lies. And yes, they did. Yes, they did. Pack of lies. Godless, wicked lies. And so now, so the policeman said, well, I said, as far as I'm allowed to own a gun, you have no right to go look for nothing. You have a gun. Why do you have a gun? He said, well, if I have to abuse it to protect people, well, I have to protect myself. You can't sit out front of my porch 24-7. That's why we have the right to bear arms. If you're yeah. a convicted, if you're a convicted felon, you go to prison. Can't can't own a firearm. If you're mentally insane, you can't own a firearm. But I'm neither. So they're lying. And I never said I bought a gun or not. I just said I made them believe I bought a gun, and I got a gun case, so it will be a deterrent. And it was a deterrent, wasn't it? 
Yeah. You know what? You know why the Danny family did this? Because they know BB. I'll tell you why. They know BB has an explosive, uncontrolled temper. He should not have a permit to carry a gun. He should not have any guns, and he should be under a psychiatrist's care. And they figure they know I'm not going to go do nothing. I'm a very defensive person. Forty-four years of martial arts. If you learn nothing, you learn to be defensive only. They're afraid that he could come over in a rage again because Ginger tells him something and starts attacking me, and I could shoot him in self-defense. See, they'd rather me be beaten to death or killed, but they don't want him touched because he can't control himself. That's why they lied. So now I'm waiting for the police to arrive with their army and maybe go George Floyd on me, maybe not, but I am going nowhere with them. Nowhere. And see, the funny thing is they never asked me, well, do you have a 50 caliber rifle? They never asked me that. I'm not saying I do or I don't. I'm saying they never asked me. He said, do you own a gun? I said, maybe I do, maybe I don't. I'm allowed to. And again, he was arguing. But, you know, let's just say for the sake of argument that I shouldn't have a gun. Let's say I was a convicted felon. Let's say I was a counterfeiting and I got caught. You still don't go door to door to door to door to door banging up people's doors on a search mission for me when the guy across the street is the one that put your did I have a restraining order against? Did they never serve them? Yeah. See, so you can see the lies flying everywhere. So I'm looking now. I'm saying, well, I could be dead in an hour. And here's how I want to end the show. I want to tell you my, my, my unique dilemma. Okay? People fear okay. prison. People fear a prison for many reasons. They don't have a gun to defend themselves. They're afraid of being beaten up. They're afraid of being gang raped. A lot of fear about prison. I'm afraid of prison. I'm very afraid of prison. I'm not yeah, afraid. Nobody wants to be in prison. But I'm not afraid of the prisoners. I'm not afraid of a rapist or a, a murderer. Or some guy saying, what you got, everything you got is mine, bitch. I'm afraid of him. If I go to prison, I'm going to die because I have extreme food allergies and lupus. I only can eat nine organic foods, and I can't even drink tap water because chlorine makes me sick. Now, do you really think in prison they're going to send in a chef and a nutritionist, and they're going to bring me bottled water, and they're going to buy me go out every week and buy me organic food and prepare it the way I need? No. They're no. going to give me the worst garbage to eat. I'm going to get sicker and sicker. The first thing they want to do is strip me down and put me in an orange jumpsuit that's probably 95% polyester. Unless I wear cotton, I itch to, to madness, and I break out in a rash. So prison to me is a death sentence. It's like if you were a soldier in an army, Matthew, right? Okay, You and me are surrounded by 50 enemies. Just you and me, dude. And we got our we got our combat rifle and handgun and fifty prisoners. But we know this is a very violent army. And every prisoner they capture, they rape and decapitate. 
I'd say, well, you want to surrender or you want to fight it out? Fight it out. What do you want to do? I'd rather shoot, shoot to to, to the death. Uh, well, the that's death. exactly right. So prison to me, death sentence. If they try to want to take me to a mental hospital saying I'm insane, because, hey, he believes in God. He's got to be insane, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the mental hospital is the same thing. They drug you till you don't even know your name and then say, well, all these allergies are in your mind. And I'll die in there. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I never thought my last day on earth would be this. But there's some light. There's, there's always a silver lining in a dark cloud. And we come back, we're going to talk about that silver lining. I thought this song was really, really fitting for where I am here in Grainell, West Virginia, with uh, down here in the Bible Belt. And we'll be right back. Just like Rittenhouse. And then he lets his 20-year-old kid, Logan, 
play Dungeons and Dragons, the most satanic, wicked card games there are where you're role-playing, summoning demons. And Danny told me he almost got possessed by demons years ago playing Dungeons and Dragons. And now he lets his kids play him and drink alcohol. Very fit father, Danny. You're a disgrace, Danny. You're a disgrace to God. Yeah, that's, that's possessive. Yeah, and I, I do believe Satan entered and possessed them like he did, like Judas Iscariot. Well, anyway, so here we are. We got 11 minutes left. What do you think of this whole mess, Matthew? It's ridiculous. It shouldn't, you know, yeah. he did nothing wrong, and it's Right, I'm the victim, so and they're false. making I'm the victim, and they're making me the perpetrator. But anyway, here's a little brightness, bright light behind the cloud. It's very possible that today the first of two rapture events could happen. When the Church of Philadelphia, the worthy church, perseverance, is caught up in the heavens, and then the Antichrist will come, and the tribulation will soon begin. And... um. Like I said a lot of times, there does not have to be a real physical church of Philadelphia. It'd be nice if there is. I always hope there would be, but there doesn't have to be one. There could be 7,000 believers around the world, like you and me, who believe that Jesus is exactly who God told us he is. You are the Christ, the son of a living God. Son of the living God. Right, not the son, not part of a one-third uh, not some pagan trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, three in one. They may as well call them Pluto, Neptune, and Jupiter because if Jesus always existed as a God number two, the Holy Spirit always existed, God number three, but they didn't. God created them from himself. So anyway, Matthew, so I don't know. Here we are. And... um See, I'm, I'm praying that this this uh, event doesn't happen like that. But it has to happen like that. Because they are determined to take away any means I have to defend myself from a person that has an explosive rage disorder and should not even have a gun, let alone a permit to carry a gun to my front door. <laughs> do, do, do you think... Uh... God would allow the devil to win like that? Well, I doubt it. I think the first, it's very possible the first rapture could happen today. There's nothing to say it can't. And, you know, when Jesus talked about the end times in the first of two raptures, here's what he said. He said it'd be life as normal. People would be marrying, giving in marriage, planning, um, reaping their crops, harvest. They'd be... You know, partying, life is normal. And wham, the flood came and took them all away. I was always hopeful to be a church of Philadelphia, but don't mean there will. And how about a few months ago, there was a $1.3 billion lottery win. Why don't we win that lottery and build this beautiful church of Philadelphia? Because Because God may know it's a waste of time. Besides the 7,000 people that are following him in spirit and truth, 
He knows the rest of the people don't want to hear it. They don't want nothing to do with the truth of the Bible. That's why. Probably won't with 800 now, the Powerball. But I will probably won't yeah, be around the million. Won't have, help me, will it? No. But, you know, I'm hoping I get to talk to the governor of the state of West Virginia. And I'll say, look, governor, I didn't do anything wrong. And um, why don't you get me townhouse to live in in Beckley? A little walk, about an hour from here. And get me a car to drive. And just let me live my life. Be left alone. Be away from these fake Christian hypocrites and liars. Chris Denny and family. Uh, that, he can do that. Yeah. He sure can. I hope to talk to him later today. Sad thing is I have to walk my dog. And I don't know when I walk my dog if t- ten cops will charge out at me, put guns on me, and say, get on your ground. Get on the ground. Because I'll spend- I, I can't. I'm too injured with my hernia. But see, they believe in dominance. When the police come, they will escalate. They believe in total dominance, meaning they don't care if they can't kill me. They're going to put me in those cuffs, and they're going to put me on that ground. That's another thing wrong with them. See? What's that? Yeah. Well, I have a question for you, Matthew. So the first rapture could happen today because Jesus said it's going to be life as normal. Well, right now, it's life as normal, but a very expensive cost of living for most people. But it won't be life as normal soon, will it? No. No, no. And Putin is already doing something about it. warning you. What is he doing? I think he initiated his, uh, his civil nuclear defense of his country team to get ready for a possible use of a nuke. So the first rapture could happen today. And having a church in Philadelphia, you know, Jesus clearly said, do not cast, do not give the dogs what's holy or cast your pearls before swine. We could win this. We could have won that lottery a couple months ago, $1.3 billion, build a beautiful, amazing church. People come, same thing. People aren't interested. So we're really giving what's holy to dogs that casted our pearls before swine. Yeah. So anyway, could happen today. First of two raptures. We got three minutes left. What do you want to say about this whole thing, Matthews? I mean, it's terrible. It's all <laughs> this uh, this whole thing that's happening. An attack from the devil, and he's trying to stop God's plan. Stop this trick from happening. But but this may be his and, plan. Like I said, there may never be a real physical church in Philadelphia in a major broadcast. This could be it. The Holy Spirit's striving with people, and they're, they're not listening. In all the seven churches, God says to every church, he said, let he who has an ear, let him say, hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Well, the churches, with their fake trinity and fake salvation and uh, Santa Claus, they're sticking their fingers in their ears. So, see what I mean? Yeah, I guess they're, they're not willing to listen. No, look at Chris Denny and his family doing all this wickedness to me. 
and um, not a care in the world. But first rapture happens, they'll have a lot of cares in the world. You imagine that a SWAT team busts my door down, they charge in, and I'm not here. I mean, the rap zapped up into heaven. They won't even know how. Where'd I go? All the doors are locked from the inside. Windows. Where'd I go? It, it would be a miracle. Yes, it would. Well, Jesus did say in the Lord's prayer, "Deliver us from evil." But um, you yeah. know what? But um, yeah. If I get to talk to the governor, hey, get me a townhouse in Beckley, a car to drive. Well, I won't have any problem because I won't live in this sick, psychotic little town, and I won't have a Chris Denny, Judas Iscariot in 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 my midst. Yeah, you you don't need somebody like that in your life. Oh, he's not in my life. They they just can't understand why I'm still breathing. Well, in a minute, I got to go walk my dog, so. What should I say? But like I said, when prison is a death sentence, when they stick you in a polyester jumpsuit and you're itching and bleeding so bad you want to scream, that's torture. I don't want to die of torture. I'd rather just go out in a blaze of glory, as they say. That's what they want to push it to. I don't want any violence. I'm hoping the governor calls me up and uh, gives me a nice deal. Yeah, had, you should try to get a hold of him. Well, 90 seconds left, and I would tell the governor, if I have a gun, I will let him hold my gun until they straighten out this mess up with New York State or whatever. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let him straighten the whole mess out, because once I'm out of here and away from that BB psycho Allen, I'm not going to... Uh, need a gun, would I? But I told the policeman, I'm not saying I have a gun, I'm not saying I'm not. But telling them I probably do is a deterrent, and that's what I needed. Because the law would not even serve him the uh, restraining order. That I know of, anyway. Yeah, they, they must be corrupt or something. Worse. But yeah, we have 10 seconds left. Let's see anything else, or... I'll keep praying for you, Pastor Harry. I'll keep praying. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> yep. So we're about to head back. But anyway, it's probably the last show I'll ever do in this life, but that's been a good run. Thanks for doing it with me, Matthew. God bless you tonight. Yep. God bless. Good night and take care. <laughs>